This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Colossians. mission. You had to go raise support. And we were taught early on, you know, we were trained that, you know, how to go about it the right way, you know, to sit down with an individual and share about the ministry and share about what I was doing and, and then ask them to contribute $25 a month or $50 a month or whatever it was. One of the hardest things I ever had to do, you know, to approach people like that and ask them to, to contribute financially. But one of the things that they taught us made it a lot easier. They taught us from day one, always remember that it's your father in heaven who is your provider. As Pastor Robert continues his teaching series through the book of Colossians, he'll be challenging us to always remember that God is the one who provides for us. Yes, your employer may write a check, but every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. I believe not too distant future awaiting us is going to be the most amazing adventure you could possibly imagine. And we need to be planning for it. We need to be living in light of that. You with me? You understand what I'm trying to get across? We need to be living our lives in light of the fact that, listen, this is only the beginning. And we don't know how much longer it's going to be. Literally, I mean, prophetically speaking, it could happen tomorrow. Let me give you something just to file away. In ruins, Syria will cease to be a nation, basically. Damascus will be wiped out. That prophecy has never yet been fulfilled. Now, how might that happen? All kinds of possibilities, right? All I'm saying is keep watching the news. I don't know if that's going to happen before we leave or after we leave. There's a little brief window. And with everything that's going on right now, now people always argue, ah, but they've always been talking that way. Yeah, yeah, but everything changed when Israel became a nation again. There's a marker now. There's a very definite marker within human history that lets us know the clock is rapidly winding down. Because Israel came into being again. You and I need to have our minds on things above. And we need to recognize that, listen, even if you're working for a guy who is just a complete jerk, he's not the point. He's the point. You understand? Obey your boss. You never know. It could be. It could be that the whole reason you're there is that as you are doing your job, you're being obedient to the directives that you're given. As long, obviously, you're not going to violate 
your conscience. You're not going to do anything that violates the scriptures. You know, you're not going to lie for your boss. You're not going to steal for your boss. You're not going to, you're not going to cross the line. But otherwise, you're going to do what he asks. You're going to obey your boss. You're going to work heartily. Point number two, as unto the Lord. You're going to do that. You're going to do these things. So that this employer, this supervisor who doesn't have a relationship with the Lord and is only working for the money, only working for the human impulses, the human desires, you know, the human selfish gratification, and, and that's really all they have to focus on. But as they see you working and just putting up with it and taking it and, and you're still showing up on time, you, you get to work early, you're, you're working when it's time to work, you're taking initiative, see you doing those things? They take notice. People, you know, people take notice of exceptional employees. I remember when I was 18 years old, I was given the responsibility to run a construction crew and build a house. I didn't want the responsibility. I didn't feel ready for it, but I had no choice. And it went okay. I, I grew into the responsibility and built that first house. And then we started on another one. And, and as we framed it up and we, you know, got the outside walls, quote unquote, dried in a weatherproof structure. We're putting the plywood on the roof. And we had this guy, part of the crew that, that was new, and he wasn't a carpenter. He was there to function as a laborer, to bring us the, the material that we needed. We were up on the roof, putting the plywood on the roof, and this guy was supposed to be bringing it when we called for him, you know, he'd hand us some, whatever we needed, nails, plywood, whatever, right? You get the idea? So we'd yell for this guy, and he'd bring us what we needed, only most of the time we'd have to yell two or three times because he, he wasn't where he was supposed to. He was supposed to be waiting so that we could keep working, right? We could keep working. But we'd have to yell for this guy and yell for this guy. And said, well, one day he'd been working for us a couple of weeks and, and I'm yelling and yelling and yelling and he's nowhere to be found. So I finally have to climb down the ladder and go find this guy. And I found him. He was taking a nap. He had gotten out of sight around the corner. He was lay, laying up on the plywood stack asleep. And I'm like, what are you doing? Now understand, I didn't know Jesus back then. So it was a little different conversation than we would have today. But listen to what he said to me. I've never forgotten this. It was one of the most classic, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I'm confronting his laziness. You know what he said? If you paid me more, I would work harder. Now, we were paying him what he agreed to work for. Do you understand? We offered him a job at whatever it was. I don't remember whatever the going rate was for a, for a laborer in, in construction work. And he accepted the job. And he did it for about three days with a good attitude. And then it, it went downhill. If you pay me more, I'll work harder. I said, you realize it, it really doesn't work that way. If you work harder, we will pay you more. That's how it works, right? If you're an exceptional employee, that's going to be rewarded. So I fired him and hired somebody else. Later, the construction industry kind of went away there for a while, 1981. And I got a job in retail. So a few years after that, I was managing a shoe store. And I hired this young lady, outstanding, very articulate and likable and sharp. I mean, really intelligent. You give her a, a to-do list and, and she'd knock it out. She'd get everything done. But you know what I realized? That's all she'd do. She'd knock out the to-do list. And then we actually had a stool like this behind the counter. She'd get up on that stool and she'd sit there and do her nails and just kind of hang out. And she'd just be sitting there. I confronted it at one point. I said, you know, you're not being paid to just sit there. There are things to do. She said, I, I did what you asked me to do. And I said, yeah, but don't you understand there are many, many other things that need doing that I didn't write down on the list? 
I gave you a list of priorities. There are other things. Take some initiative. Do people have to tell you everything to do at work? Take initiative. Remember, the mindset is everything. Are you just there for the paycheck? Or are you there to represent Jesus Christ? What are you there for? You know, when, when I worked with you through the mission, you had to go raise support. And we were taught early on, you know, we were trained that, you know, how to go about it the right way, you know, to sit down with an individual and share about the ministry and share about what I was doing and, and then ask them to contribute $25 a month or $50 a month or whatever it was. One of the hardest things I ever had to do, you know, to approach people like that and ask them to, to contribute financially. But one of the things that they taught us made it a lot easier. They taught us from day one, always remember that it's your father in heaven who is your provider. He's the one who promises to take care of you. Not that individual that you're approaching. That individual, you're giving them an opportunity to partner with you in ministry, and and they may not feel led to do that. They may say no, and and that should not upset you because, again, you're looking this way for your provision. Now, if you're looking this way for your provision, mindset is everything. It changes the whole deal. Now, think it through with me. If your only focus at work is a paycheck, then you'll get a paycheck. But if your focus at work, if your mind is set on eternal things, if your mind is set on things above, and you're doing everything heartily with a whole heart as unto the Lord, the one who died for you, the one one who gave everything for you, if you're doing that, do you understand you're still going to get a paycheck? As a matter of fact, you're probably going to get a better paycheck as you excel at your work, as you get better and better and better, and you become a standout employee. But not only that, on that day when you're face to face with the Lord Jesus, what he tells us in this passage is that you're going to receive a reward from him as well. Why? Well, because you were doing work for him. So you get paid all through this life. You probably get get a better paycheck through this life because you stand out and you excel and you're an exceptional employee. And then on judgment day for the Christian, you get a bonus. Now, for those of you... Again, you're a Christian, you know the Lord, you're going to go to heaven when you die, but your whole focus at work is merely work, the paycheck. Well, then one day when you stand face to face with Jesus and the issue of your job and your your career and your work life, when, when that comes up, he's going to say, hey, you got paid well. That's what you were doing it for. So that's what you got. I don't have anything more for you. Can you see that? His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through the radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you were listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. 
Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us next time on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.